0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com.
1: Welcome, Auburn fans, to another week of Hitchcock Hecklers. I'm Chandler Fullman, and I'm joined today by co-host Clint Richardson. Clint, how are you doing today? I'm good. We got off the season going well. And we are here to discuss first weekend of um, the Auburn baseball season. And the Auburn Tigers went two and one on the weekend, although they did play nearly four games in um, in terms of innings. They played 35 innings this weekend um, as two games went to, went into 13 innings, the last on Saturday and Sunday. Clint, you want to lead us off with how Friday went What and what your thoughts were of opening day?
0: <clears throat> yeah, so Auburn won Friday 11-2. Davis Daniel got the start. Only went two innings from what we've been told since was forearm tightness, and I know you and I will discuss that a little bit later. Um, <clears throat> Elliot Anderson came in and just pitched a gym. Four innings, seven strikeouts, and probably the best outing we've seen out of his career. Uh, Carson Skipper finished the game with three innings only allowing three hits. Um, I mean, it was – the attendance was pretty decent for opening day for the – the weather was terrible. It was misting the entire game. It was pretty cold, and still over 3,000 people showed up because it's finally baseball season.
1: Yes. Uh, Yeah, and like you said, it was great to see uh, the strong outings – from um, Elliot Anderson and Carson Skipper um, on the mound. And we'll talk more about Carson Skipper uh, later on um, as he, he is getting the start um, tomorrow. Um, we're recording this on Monday, and he will be starting tomorrow on Tuesday versus Alabama A&M. So that will be uh, interesting to see. But from the plate, the perspective um, looked really good. Um, seemed like everybody hit. Uh, we had a five-run first inning, and the Georgia Southern pitcher uh, saw – he saw 10, uh, 10 hitters. So he went through the lineup um, one full time. And any time that you go through the lineup one full time in the first inning, you probably have scored some runs. Um, so that was encouraging to see. Um from a newcomer perspective, uh, the newcomers accounted for four of four of eight um, Auburn hits. So fifty percent of the Auburn hits were from newcomers, and they drove and uh, they drove in six <laughs> runs. So it was great to see um, some new faces get out there um, and get started um, in their Auburn baseball career.
0: Yeah, and I think. I saw the number of there's 18 players on <clears throat> this Auburn squad that played in their first games in an Auburn uniform this weekend. And that's, that's a really big number. And Auburn's going to have to have these guys step up in a big way real quickly. And I think some of them pretty much did this weekend.
1: Yes, I would 100% agree with that. But as you were saying, um, the attendance was 3,053, um, but the weather the weather was awful. Um, it
0: was miserable.
1: (laughs) It was, it was misty the first five or six innings. And then the last three innings, it was just, there's, I mean, it was just raining. Um, it was raining and it was cold and I was ready to go home.
0: Um, (laughs) well, you know, it did look worse on TV, uh, watching the highlights afterwards. It looked like it was just a downpour. It wasn't that bad, but still sitting in that weather, um, It's it's not fun, and thankfully Auburn got the win, so it was a little bit more fun.
1: Yeah, Uh, Auburn was able to to rough up the Georgia Southern starter early on. He only went three innings and gave up seven earned runs, so his ERA um, not good, not good right now. (laughs) Well,
0: if the Auburn bats didn't rough him up, the Auburn student section sure did. All the section one eleven had a fantastic opening weekend and poor Seth had a good brunt of that opening day too.
1: We got to thank Rodney and Seth and Christian <laughs> along with others for their, for their fun participation this weekend in our, um, in our activities. So, <laughs> But let's go ahead and move on to Saturday. Um, buddy, Saturday's game. Um, well, hold on, hold on. Let's just,
0: how about you start with your day, real quick? You were, you had a long day, and you got out of bed and out of town by what, seven a.m.?
1: Yeah, I was. I got at, got up about six fifteen. Um, made it to the airport about seven a.m. Um, the Auburn University is it the Auburn University airport or <clears throat> it's
0: the Auburn Opelika airport?
1: Yeah, the the Auburn Opelika airport by about seven a.m. And I'll tell you, let me tell you, not having to go through the TSA and all of the security stuff sure is nice. Did
0: you take uh,
1: a, a private jet? We we took a private jet up to Nash <laughs> up to Nashville. Man, it
0: helps knowing people like this guy knows people, I'll tell you that.
1: Um took a private jet up to Nashville and for the basketball game, for the Auburn basketball game. And we were up there, we landed at about 8.15, so left out of here about 7.05, um, landed about 8.15, and we were eating breakfast at a famous place in Nashville called Monell's, very good, highly recommend. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think they need to pay us for that plug. Um, <laughs> eating breakfast there at about 9 a.m., Um and then we were inside Memorial Gymnasium uh by ten oh five or ten ten. Uh That's,
0: that would have been about a six hour car trip. Yeah. Just to get to Nashville, let alone be able to sit down and have a nice breakfast.
1: Yeah, and we uh we watched the basketball game. Uh I know you and Kyle have already done your show on that, but not the not the prettiest game. Still ugly, but Anytime you get a road win in the SEC, you'll take it. So that was that was good to see. Um game ended about one and then made it to the airport by about one twenty and <clears throat> hopped on the plane and was taken off by about one thirty.
0: <laughs> and the Oliver baseball game started at two.
1: So <clears throat> about an hour and fifteen minute flight again. So we got in about 2.45, 2.50, um, got out of the airport about 2.55, and I was at the Auburn baseball game by about 3.10. So... <laughs>
0: That's the craziest turnaround. And i tell you what, you had such a great entrance too because I had personally killed my voice heckling Friday night, and Saturday was just very – lackluster day from section 111 and then all of a sudden here you come just I, heckling as you're walking to the seat. So it was like okay good we finally got oh, some good help
1: <laughs> i think it was uh the guy just struck out Yep, uh, yep yep i i heard i heard it was just it was weak dirt grass grass and i was like might as well get started right now so <laughs> grass grass and I well, just, don't don't
0: don't hurt yourself now. Save it for this weekend.
1: And I just paraded on in, but um, and then after the base after thirteen innings, or I got there in the fourth inning. So after a full nine innings of baseball, <laughs> um, at about six, probably six thirty, I headed on over on over to softball and watched the softball game for the last three innings. Um, so three
0: sports one day. I got in two states.
1: <laughs> I got in three sports in one day in two states, and it made for a full probably 13, 14-hour day of watching Auburn Athletics.
0: Well, if your your day wasn't long enough, let's talk Saturday's game. This game was stupid long.
1: Yes. um, Auburn Auburn dropped game two of the series seven to five, uh, as I said, in 13 innings. But Clint – I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't think it could have been better weather, and a be- I've never seen, I don't know if I've ever seen a better crowd in Plainsman Park history.
0: Oh, man, it was beautiful. It was, you know, about 70, 75, there was a decent breeze coming every now and then. Sun was out for most of the day. A full, almost 4,100 people packed the stadium. There were the parking deck and K corner and just about every other corner of the stadium was packed. And, you know, it really felt like this was going to be the best day of baseball. And just looking at the forecast Sunday was supposed to be pretty wet and nasty. And we were talking about, they should really just play two on Saturday and be done with it. Maybe move it up an hour or so and, and just get this series over with, but they knew better than we did. And then the players had a hand at it and they decided to go basically play two full games, anyways. So um, <clears throat> that was a long, long day. And um, it, it almost felt like it was going to be an even longer day with how it started, as uh, just 14, 15 pitches into the game, Tanner Burns with the start just gets drilled by a comebacker to the shoulder, clavicle, forearm kind of area. Still not really sure where he got hit but he went down and was down for a while but man that kid showed his toughness and he stayed in to to go 5 innings.
1: Yeah, that was that was pretty triumphant um to see to see Tanner just I I mean I I wasn't there for that but I mean I guess he just wiped it off and said coach I'm not coming out and um <laughs> just kept kept throwing and threw a beautiful five innings of three-hit baseball, had seven strikeouts. And after that, the Auburn bullpen, we saw a lot of different guys and a lot of new faces. Um, We saw Brooks Fuller, Will Morrison, Cody Greenhill, Ryan Watson, Garrett Wade, and Peyton Glevin in the final, I guess, eight innings of baseball. So a a lot of new faces in there and um but who did you who stood out to you out of those out of the new faces and had had a good outing well
0: i think that <clears throat> these new faces and these young players on the bump is something that auburn fans are going to have to get used to this year this pitching staff is pretty deep but it's also pretty young and it's this this year might see its fair share of growing pains like we did see this weekend and um you know, I, I really expected Cody Greenhill to get in there and what the eighth inning it felt like seven for eight and finish it, but he struggled. Uh, I thought Ryan Watson did a really good job, um, but the one guy who really shined on the bump for me was, you know, in a in a different game, and I know you want to talk about that later too.
1: Yeah, um, but but and from the uh, from the plate. The all, Auburn also had a very – another solid day. Um, six of nine Auburn Tigers had hits. Uh, Judd Ward, my favorite player, um, <laughs> or actually I'm going to have to say co-favorite player now um, because we'll talk about another guy here in a little bit. But Judd Ward um, le- led the day going three of five, and freshman Cason uh was the only other guy with multiple hits, and he went two of four including the hit that scored uh the tying RBI in the ninth, uh that sent us to extras. So him, and Howe stepping up in that moment in the ninth inning, um, just as a freshman, was very encouraging to see. Um as a lot of other freshmen stepped up this weekend as well. Um, as we've already talked about and we'll continue to talk about. But um a guy that that uh I thought had a wonderful Wonderful outing was uh, Ryan Watson through three three and a third innings of two hit baseball um, had two strikeouts as well um, very encouraging to see that out of Ryan Watson um, early on in the season as he he struggled last year um, most of the yeah, year absolutely but it was very encouraging to see that out of the Auburn the uh, Auburn native straight out of Auburn High School. Um, coming into his sophomore year
0: yeah it's just a shame that Auburn ended up losing that game I thought Auburn played pretty well just <clears throat> Auburn really struggled this weekend with getting timely hits and we definitely saw the Saturday night but we also saw it Sunday where the Tigers went another 13 innings and <clears throat> I mean 26 innings in just 24 hours is just got to be exhausting and, and it's not real good for your lineup when he's got two midweek games coming up as well. So, you know, I'm glad I'm not a coach in that situation because that can't be fun to try and manage a a bullpen and and pitching rotation.
1: Not as much so with the lineup because I mean, you can throw a guy out there and they'll play 50 innings in a row, but for the, for the pitching, the bullpen and the rotation, um, that's gotta be difficult to manage and figure out. But, um, as you all know, we're under strong leadership in Coach Butch Thompson, and I'm sure he'll get he'll get it figured out. And speaking of Sunday, um, Auburn won won the ball game four to three. Um, and the pitching, I mean, anytime you give up three runs in thirteen innings, um, you're doing something right. And Auburn, the pitching looked strong on Sunday. Uh, we it, fi- it featured uh, four. Four different pitchers: Kyle Gray, Bailey Horn, Richard Fitz, and Jack Owen, who all went at least uh, two and a third innings. So that was great to see um, all four of those guys come out and uh, answer the call and contribute immediately.
0: Yeah, and you know it's it's great to see these guys go decent innings, especially after Auburn had struggled to to really get good numbers out of pitchers the previous two games and. I don't know what you can say about Jack Owen. I think that he he struggled at times last year, but he was also thrown into the fire at situations. I think Auburn really saw the potential in Jack and said, midweek games are yours. Have fun. Feast or famine, that's all on you. And you can just see that that experience helped so much. He, he got into some jams and got himself out. And I thought he just, he was such a, gutsy player on Sunday and you know I had to listen to this game in the car heading back to Florida and Rod and Paul Ellen just couldn't stop saying the best things about Jack Owen and it was so much fun to listen to
1: yeah very very encouraging outing um to see from from Jack Owen uh this early on in the season much like uh Ryan Watson Jack Owen stepped up as well. Um, and I think his probably his career career best outing. Um, and um, on top of that, he got his first career win. Um, so that was encouraging to see. But uh, six of nine Tigers had hits, uh, with four Tigers having multi hit games. Uh, Jud, Judd Ward, uh, Will Holland, Rankin Woley, and Edward Julian all had. Uh, multi-hit games, including um, Edward Julian's inside the park home run, and <laughs> yeah, tell tell me about that one because
0: this is the moment that I wished I was at the ballpark watching. It's not often you see a inside the park home run, especially at Plainsman Park.
1: Yeah, so we saw um, Edward stepped up to the plate and took a swing and. Um at first I really thought I was like, well, this is just a normal fly out to left field and then the ball just kept creeping, kept creeping and eventually the um our gr- our good great friend um Noah the left fielder um became very close with him this weekend as well. Um great guy, um not really. But <laughs> <laughs> but anyways uh, Noah leaped uh, to try to catch the ball off of the green monster in left field. And, well, let's just say it didn't really go Noah's way. Um, <laughs> the ball was a little higher than Noah's glove, and it hit the monster. And then after it hit the monster, it hit Noah. And when when a ball is traveling that fast um, – it's going to ricochet pretty far. And it did, it ricocheted pretty far. It ricocheted <laughs> all the way to the uh, left field, to the fence down the left field line. At that point, we knew Edward was going to have a chance at it. Halfway between about second and third, um, finally, Noah gets over there to the ball to pick it up and he whiffs on it. He whiffs picking up the ball. <laughs> that was, and I mean, beautiful sight. At that point, Gabe Gross is in full windmill waving Edward home for the inside the inside the Parker and the entire stadium is going crazy. And I really don't know what the protocol is there because normally when they round third you do Whoa Eagle for like the home run. But I mean, we didn't know if he was gonna be safe or not. Oh no, and, you just get home. <laughs> yeah. And really, when you don't know if he's going to be safe or not, it's kind of a weird moment to try to do War Eagle. Most people say that's the most fun uh, most fun play in baseball is the inside-the-park home run. Just tons of energy uh, brought from that play, and that was a, a very fun play in the game.
0: This was a game that shouldn't have gone to extra innings. <clears throat> if there was any blemish on Jett's performance, it was just letting a guy steal third without looking him back whatsoever and then allowing him to score on a bad play by the defense. Auburn had I think three errors in this game alone and six total and those are the things that are really going to cost Auburn this season. And if they're all just routine plays and that's what Coach Thompson really harps on is perfecting those routine plays. So hopefully Auburn can can start to clean those up because these these future games are going to be a lot tougher.
1: Yeah. Um definitely uh not not great to see six errors um out of from the Auburn Tigers um in three games this opening weekend, but I mean it's the first first series of of the year and I'm sure Butch and uh staff will get the Tigers um playing cleaner defense um soon enough, but on a real quick note Stephen Williams made a game-saving, game game-diving game, uh, catch in the ninth inning to continue the game because the uh, Georgia Southern kid was about three-fourths of the way to third. And if Stephen would have dropped the ball, Georgia Southern would have scored and potentially um, gone ahead and ended the game. But Stephen Williams makes a diving catch – um, which was very – to see that out of the sophomore. Summing up this weekend, I mean, what do you think about the bullpen this season, Clint?
0: Well, I think we kind of hit on that already, that they're very deep but very young. And there's a lot of talent there. And it's going to be all on the coaching staff and Steve Smith to, to just follow your gut and put those guys in the best situations and know when to pull them and just – you can't really afford to really break anybody's confidence and you know I I trust his coaching staff that they know when those extremes are and know when to pull players so it's it's gonna be really fun to see these guys kind of grow into their roles this year it was um, pretty evident real early last year on who was going to be a weekender who was a midweeker and and rolls in between those kind of games but honestly I don't I don't know where anybody really sits at this point.
1: Yeah, I'm uh I'm kind of curious to see how the how the season plays out from a pitching standpoint as well. Um I mean, I think that's a good a good transition into talking about um Davis Daniel his health. Um he only pitched 2 innings on Friday and he left the game with Forearm tightness, um, I think is what they said, isn't it, Clint? Yes, yeah. Um, with forearm tightness, and anytime you hear that, that is, that's not a good sign. Um, for well, 50- they've
0: already announced that he's going to visit Dr. James Andrews, and yes, you know that's that's typically Tommy pretty- John's UCL kind of territory, and I mean you just got to be hoping, and, and if you're a praying person, pray that it's not that, because <clears throat> I, I have a real feeling that this season for Auburn baseball is going to be very dependent on a player like Davis Daniel. As Davis goes, so does this team. And to to potentially have lost Davis after just two innings in the very first game would be a really big hit to this squad.
1: Um, Headed up to Birmingham to get an MRI. I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I think it'll be very difficult to see him start a game again this weekend um because from what i've heard uh he's not going to be pitching um any bullpens or anything uh on tuesday or wednesday and then the tigers leave out to go to orlando on thursday so it'll be interesting to see um if davis daniel is okay if he is good to go how Butch thompson handles that pitching situation Honestly, but, I
0: don't. I don't see Davis pitching at all until um, maybe the the UTSA series, which is the the through March eighth. And you know, I'd, I don't see him pitching this weekend against Central Florida. I don't see him playing at all against Cincinnati. Um, maybe at a really tight pitch count at that point. But I think you have to be really careful with him and. Um, you know, honestly, whatever Doctor Andrews says goes, and and I I would listen to that man for just about anything.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've already talked enough about just the pre- the performance from the freshmen this weekend and how they stepped up. We've, I mean, you've already addressed how we're going to see a bunch of new faces this season, um, and we're going to have to go through some growing pains. But I think we have a more talented club than last year. I would agree with that, top to bottom. I think.
0: I think it says a lot when you've got a true freshman and Ryan Bliss starting at second. That's not an easy place to to go. Um, By the way, it,
1: uh that is my that is my other co-favorite player. <laughs> uh, just had to get hey, that in hey, real quick. You,
0: you can't you can't be cheating on Judd like that.
1: I, I love Bliss. I mean, the kid, I watched him in preseason practice. Um he had a great preseason and I am thrilled to see what what comes out of him this spring. Well, and Casey and Howell was playing center, right? Yeah, I might have to add a third favorite player. <laughs>
0: but, um, it do, it doesn't – you realize that that's not how this works.
1: Is that not – is that not what the word favorite means? Does it – can you not choose the entire team? No. Okay.
0: But I think, you know, we saw Carson Skipper and Will Morrison and, and <clears throat> Richard Fitz, and these guys are going to be just – instrumental in this pitching depth I think and yeah this team is really young but there's also a lot of opportunities pretty early on to get them experience and these two games against Alabama A&M are perfect no midweek game next week you've got two midweek games against UT Martin the following weekend and those are just you know these these midweek games against You know, lack for for lack of a better term, lesser quality opponents are your time to. I mean, you have to get those wins, especially for Auburn. Auburn has really struggled before Coach Thompson came here and getting those wins, and that kept them out of postseason play. But it's you also have to be able to get your players' experience, and I am a real big believer in experience brings success. And if at the very least you throw them in for looking towards next year. That's a positive for next year, and that's what you need to do.
1: Yeah, but I will say, um, moving on to um, the next few days, Auburn plays uh, a two-game home series versus Alabama A&M on Tuesday and Wednesday. Both games start at 4 o'clock. And then um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they travel down to Orlando and um uh Clint and I along with um our the head of the E2C network Kyle Loomis our be, fearless leader. Yes, our our fearless devoted um great awesome amazing leader. Um, okay,
0: you don't have to go that far.
1: Kyle, I need to get paid. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're at the bottom of the totem pole, buddy. Sorry.
1: We're we're going to be making that trip down there to Orlando. Kyle, uh I was just thinking uh we let 's talk about stopping at the smoking pig on the way there, um, but i'm getting off topic yeah um, you are. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see how Auburn handles the rotation um this weekend um so Just some thoughts uh do we keep Tanner Burns and Kyle Gray going on Saturday and Sunday and then throw a new guy in on Friday night and just pitch by pitch by committee um I no, think that's I... a good a good option. I
0: I don't think it is because we kind of saw it this weekend that Auburn really put themselves in a bind in the bullpen, having to use four and five players, if not more throughout each game. And I don't think you can really afford to do that again, even though there are no um, midweek games next week, but I think you just need to, you need to get through Friday and as few pitchers as possible and Saturday you've got a little bit more leniency and and can be a little tighter in the leash, but you have to have a full disposal on Sunday. And I think that's kind of the, I think that's the philosophy that Butch Thompson kind of brings to his pitching staff of, you know, fewer is best no matter what, but we have to use as many people as possible on Sunday. And I, I think you do move Tanner to Friday and, um, then just let the rest of the weekend play out. I think you're available to kind of fill in Davis's spot on Sunday and pitch by committee then.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. But um, it'll be interesting to see, no doubt. Um, I guess um, it is time for Hitchcock Heckler's Players of the Week. Um, <laughs> was that an okay <coughs> intro to the I liked it. Players of the Week? But yeah. I I was debating between several guys. Um, I mean, because a lot of guys had really good weekends. Um, like my man Judd Ward. Uh, he's you know my favorite player. At, but I had to go some. I had to go a different route. And a guy that we really just didn't really like. I mean, I guess show out to me last year, and um, I wasn't that high on but he sure did come in on, uh, on Sunday and really helped the Tigers um, to a win, a much-needed win at that, um, is Jack Owen. Uh, Jack Owen went four and two-thirds, a four-hit baseball, um, no runs, and let me tell you, it was just very encouraging to see, to see out of Jack Owen.
0: Well, last night, as I was... Still on Interstate Ten trying to to get out of the car finally, um, I was debating on who to pick, and Jack Owen was the guy in my head and <clears throat> since you're making notes now, you get first picked this week and uh, i I'm upset that you took him from me. Um, honestly, nobody else really stood out to me this weekend except one guy. I thought Judd Ward had a really good weekend um, we didn't even talk about his his big Throw out at home plate Friday night, which was or oh. Saturday, which was spectacular. Um, but you know he was pretty feast of famine at the plate. Thought Edward Julian was pretty feast of famine at the plate as well, even with his uh, his home run. But I, I think that my player of the game of the week has to go to Elliot Anderson again. Another similar player of didn't really show out last year probably wasn't what he would have wanted in his season but he came out and played fantastically Friday night and did just what he needed to do to to put Auburn in the win category to start the season off right. Yeah, the bats came alive Friday, but as we saw the rest of the week, you can't just rely on the offense the entire game. So, yeah. L- Elliot had one heck of a season and I know we were all talking Friday night just how impressive it was.
1: Yeah, um, he did four four innings of uh, four innings with seven strikeouts. Uh, anytime you get anytime you get twelve outs and seven of them are strikeouts, um, you're doing something right. But um, I think, like I said, uh, this upcoming week, uh, Auburn baseball Tuesday at four o'clock versus Alabama A&M. Wednesday at four o'clock versus Alabama A&M. And then the uh UCF series um is the is the next weekend. Um any thoughts um before we before we leave on that, Clint? Yeah, I'm I'm excited to go see our football national champions
0: campus and hang out down there for the weekend and, and looking forward to another good weekend of Auburn baseball.
1: Yes, I one hundred percent agree with that and uh I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I've looked at the weather today. I think the low the entire time we're there is like 67. Welcome uh, to Florida, my friend. So I am I am pumped and thrilled about that. Um, shorts and short and T-shirt weather. So I'm looking forward to it. But uh, I think that'll do it for this time on Hitchcock Hecklers. And um, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, until next time.